On today's bonus Locked On Maps, it sounds from practice. Isaac and I got to sit down with Jared Dudley about why Luka Doncic is so good reading defenses and how he's going to adjust. We sat down with Nico Harrison to talk about the draft. That's a thing that's coming up soon. And Sean Sweeney told us about that defense. Then we talked to Davis Bertans and Theo Pinson. Pinson told us why the bench are totally fine with all the fines. We'll talk about all that and more on today's Extra Locked On Mavs. Let's go. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. I watch basketball for a living. There you go. That's not too bad. Great job. Um, what is it about game ones in this playoff run so far? Is it a feel-out game like LeBron had? It's always a feel-out game, but for us, it's, um, I mean, listen, we're playing always good teams. I mean, first series, you didn't have Luka, you had to deal with that. Uh, next series, you're playing arguably the best team in the NBA at home, and then now you're playing dynasty-type series of good, it's everything, so... And a lot of this, too, is our guys have never been there. So for us, it's, we've always been a team. If you look at all year from regular season, that we are a team that responds. We're a team that adjusts. We don't let anything happen where we try to make the same mistake twice and learn. So that's been our kind of our M.O. all season. So I expect that to be tomorrow, man. I think it would be a different Dallas Mavericks team, a team that's more prepared, more ready, uh, more attentive, more alert, and, uh, and ready for hopefully to get a win. What is it about this team that can come back from? They had the most comebacks from down 10 in the NBA this year. You guys come back from down to 2-0 in, in series. Is it, is it the coaching staff yeah, making adjustments I think, players I, 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 think, I think it starts with Jake Kidd. I think he's just demeanor. You see he's calm. Nothing phases him. Yeah. He gives some total confidence when we when we come into the locker room. We want to know what's going on. Ask questions. Let's fill it out. Let's not leave anything um, unattended when it comes to what needs to be prepared-wise or what people are filling out there in the court. And then, yeah, I think it has to do with – uh, coaching staff making adjustments and then the player personnel. It's a player's league, man. Starts with Luca, starts with this team where never, they don't get too high on wins, they don't get too low on losses, and, and respond, man. So even keel, man. Like, if you look at them, the personalities, man, no one's no, you know, there's no waves in this team. It's just really even keel. Draymond is a guy that people talk about. He can call out coverages and he'll he'll say what the team is going to do. Yes. Uh, what does he do on the court? Like, what do you see him he, doing he, or he, hear him he, say? Yeah, he uses his IQ and, and, and adjusts. He's the quarterback. He, he's the one that's telling him where Steph Curry to go when we're attacking him. And if he doesn't like where he's going, he just goes rogue and tries to use his basketball instincts. And eight times out of ten, it's usually good things. Sometimes you can make him pay for three points. So we're, we're trying to have a, a, a Draymond awareness defensively where he's at. There's a reason why he's always considered defensive player of the year, and his off ball is, is better than his on ball. And so for that, it's um, uh, he's the key for him. That's why I thought we did a pretty good job giving him foul trouble. Got to continue that. And then um, for us, it's a it's a maker maker it's a maker miss league. We have to hit shots to put pressure on them to see if they'll adjust at all to some of these coverages. You've seen Luca now for you know a whole season and a, and a half almost. It feels like. Yep. What is it about him that he can? read something really quick and just and compute it and just attack uh, I, I think people don't realize how big his size is and tight yeah. uh, you know has it and he has a, um he has a, a speed where americans in the nba we haven't caught up with how slow it is and, and, and his decision making how he waits to the last minute where we're so used to 
power, speed, athleticism. He comes, a lot of times he gets in foul because he's just going slow where they think he's going to explode. Yeah, right. And we're not used to that. He's, a, he's the head of the curve when it comes to that. It's even like someone like Ryan, uh, not Ryan Anderson, uh, Kyle Anderson, yeah. who's not nearly as good, but still is successful in doing that. It's because we're not used to that in, in this sport. And so you have that with the Vicani where he has a step back where you have to always lunge to his handle. He makes it very difficult for guys. Last one for you. Jalen Brunson mm-hmm. played really well this year. He took a, took another step up. Huge, yes. But he took, like, I don't know, like a giant step forward. Like yep. a, he jumped forward, like a long jump forward. Yep. Did you guys see this coming from him throughout the year? Were there signs where he said, oh, yeah, we saw he it. can get that in the Yeah, playoffs? we saw it early on. I think early on, I think the goal was trying to get him sixth man of the year. Mm-hmm. But he was so good, we had to start him. Anyone that can create his own shot. And JK gives you freedom. He, he, we're going to... We're going to exploit our best offensive players and put them in a bit more positions to be able to succeed. We think Lucas should have better numbers here. So should J- J- Brunson. Spencer Dinwiddie came. And so that's for the most part you see that. Um, but I just think he just saw the confidence. Like, hey, J.K., like, keep going. Oh, yeah. Go, go, go. And to be honest with you, too, J.K. or not, let's say it was Carlisle or any other coach, he's in that year where it's go time. It's your extension. It's your money year. And for him, he knows that. And so you have that to be in the system you've been in for three, four years. Even though it's a new head coach, it's the same team coming back. One or two guys, and you have a point guard, Hall of Fame point guard, who think, hey, listen, I want you to do your thing. Go out there and do it. To me, he had the recipe for success, right, when you got here in September. And the, the legacy with his dad and, the, you know, he's, sure. he's played and all that. Obviously down 0-1. How does this series compare to the past two series? Uh, I, mean, I think we're still trying to figure that out in some ways. You know, as it goes, you, you find out more about it. Uh, we're seeing some similarities in terms of how they're trying to guard um, us. And then I think defensively, you know, some of the things are different based on their personnel. And, uh, there's some things in terms that are similar in terms of how we have to cover the transition and rebounding. So, you know, obviously players change how they try to play changes, but still some similarities in terms of the principles we need to execute on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Is there anything you came out of that Phoenix series learning about this team? Um, I think, you know, the resiliency that we've had all year showed up when we needed it most. Um, I thought, you know, throughout the playoffs so far, we've seen these guys do a great job of understanding what we're trying to do and then when they need to make plays and cover for each other they do a great job of it and I think that showed itself yeah. in that series as well that trade happens at the trade deadline and you know it feels like kind of this the team shifted into this you know smaller ball more they say smaller ball because obviously we traded KP in a you know seven two guy in KP but how how was that transition post trade deadline to this what this team looks like now so you're asking i'm sorry say it again isaac like defensive yes sorry it's bad word of question but trade happens how does this team defensively different pass after that trade um well i think a little bit smaller so you saw maxi playing a lot more of five than various other spots uh, but I think just in general, you know, our job as coaches is to understand, you know, who our players are, who we're trying to cover, um, you know, what they're trying to do offensively, 
what their skill set is. And then, you know, you're trying to play to your strengths and minimize your weaknesses and whatever it is you're doing. So, you know, as your personnel changes, some of those things may change as well. But in general, you know, the, the, the goal is still to try to get better shots and more shots than our opponents. Um, you know, just change it a little bit in terms of who's doing what yeah. on both sides of the ball. How have you seen Luca get better defensively since last year to this year? Well, I think his stance, vision, and awareness have been very good. You know, he's a high, high IQ player. And so his ability to read the game on offense is still there on defense, and he's done a good job of that. I think he's done a great job in terms of improving his pick and roll defense um, and his willingness to compete you know, in all areas defensively on the ball. I mean, he's a great steals guy. He's a great rebounder. Um, he's, he's a competitor. He's got good size. And he's got high, high intelligence. I think one of the things that I've been really happy about is his communication um, on defense has gotten better as the year's gone on. I can't speak to what it was last year, but <clears throat> he's improved in that area, and I think that's great. Anytime you've got guys who are high intelligence, and playing with energy and willing to communicate with their teammates makes you a better defensive team. Yeah, I think that's you know some some of the ways that he's helped us, uh, you know, defensively that wouldn't stand out. Yeah, you know, just watching the games. The Warriors. It felt like they threw a bunch of different looks defensively at you guys last night. What? How do you adjust to something like that or try to predict something like that when you're seeing different looks? Well. I think, you know, we prepared for a fair amount of what they did. Um, but, you know, seeing it full speed live and in person is a little bit different than going through it in practice or in a walkthrough or whatever. So now understanding some of the things that they're trying to do and just making good decisions when it occurs is, you know, the name of the game at this point. So our guys did a good job of, of, of that throughout the year and did a good job of that throughout the playoffs. This is no different. Just... You know, it's, it's, it's doing your fundamentals and executing your fundamentals as individuals or as a team, you know, as hard and as well as you can against teams that, as you keep going, are very good. Yeah. What makes you guys so good at adjustments? I feel like you see it every, you know, b both the past two series that you guys have made adjustments and they've worked out. How, can you, how do you all execute adjustments so well? Kid does a great job of seeing what's going on and getting the guys to do things that we need them to do. I mean, pretty simple. Yeah. Players are players are talented and great players, and head coach understands and sees the game as well as anybody that's ever played under coach and has done a great job with the team doing that. How, so, last one for you, yep. team chemistry wise. How's this? You've been around different NBA teams. How important is? It feels like this team is super close, super tight. How important is that to an NBA team? I think it's <clears throat> important and valuable off the court, but even more important and more valuable on the court. And I think that's one of the things that I've been so impressed with and made this, this team so fun to coach is how well and how close they are on the floor, knowing you know each guy can answer, who am I, who is my teammate, at a high, high level, and that's really, really important, and I think they genuinely take pride and enjoyment in each other's success, and have done a great job of doing things together, um, 
you know, irrespective of who we played or what round it's been. And so now the challenge is to keep doing that. Yeah. You know, against the Warriors, who've been a great team for close to a decade. Yeah. You know, those three so. guys been together ten years. I mean, great. great. Yep. Awesome. All right, coming up, we're going to hear from Theo Pinson about why the Mavericks are totally fine racking up those fines on the bench, what Mark Cuban has brought to those little huddles at the end of the bench, talk with Davis Bertans, and we'll also talk with, with Nico Harrison looking ahead to the NBA draft, what the Mavericks could be thinking there. But before we do, let me tell you about Truebill. Truebill is an app that helps you Stop getting scammed. There's so many different scams. All these subscriptions, they renew without your consent and they try to take your money. Well, Truebill helps you take it back. It's a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want, need, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. You can go and get a Truebill concierge that will help you cancel the unwanted subscriptions you don't want anymore. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. It's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands of dollars a year. All the different subscriptions that we have, you have to know what you're up against. So go ahead, check out Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. We also want to tell you about Sakara. It's a wellness company anchored in food as medicine on a mission to nourish your body through the power of plants. It's all plant-based organic stuff, plant-rich transformational nutrition programs. And it's not just, okay, they got some snacks. Okay, they got some meals. They'll give you a plan. They sent me a box and it had, okay, here's a dinner for tonight. Here's a breakfast for tomorrow. Here's a lunch for tomorrow. Here is a dinner for tomorrow. It gave me this breakdown and they can give you that exact same thing at Saqqara. Looking your best and feeling your best shouldn't mean deprivation. Instead, choose joy and abundance. Saqqara's nutritional program is destined to help you uh, designed to make you uh, help you cultivate body intelligence so you can nourish your body and ex- and get the results that you want. So act right now. Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off with their first order when they go to sakara.com slash locked on 20. That's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash locked on 20, the number two and the, the number zero to get 20% off your first order, sakara.com slash locked on 20. How are you feeling now that we're making a, a long playoff run? Well, I don't have anything to compare it to, but I mean, obviously the the feeling is amazing. Um, you can, I love you know the city. You can just feel the energy in the city. Uh, you can feel the energy from the team, and so it, you can tell how much it means to everybody. Yeah. When it comes to like roster, how the roster is now, you play against two. We want to say traditional bigs and Gobert, DeAndre Ayton. Now you're playing the Warriors. That has Kavon Looney, but they like playing small sometimes too. Is there anything about this playoff run that has either changed or reinforced an idea on roster building going forward? The biggest thing for me is that you got to let this team finish out, you know, who they are. Yeah. You know, because we're, we're still playing. So it's, it's tough to say, like, hey, we need this, we need that, because we're continuing to win. And so I think, I think you got to let it play out and let this team define who they are. And then after that, we can... When it does settle, we can kind of figure out where we need to make improvements. What'd you uh, What'd you learn about this team in the Phoenix series? That we're really connected. Mm. I knew that, but it showed that we're really connected and we're, we, we we play for each other, we fight for each other, uh, and, and we're never out of it. Mm. How is this uh, Warriors team different than Phoenix? I just, I mean, they, it's a different makeup team is just completely different, you know, the, the makeup of the team is completely different, um, 
but but not bad or good, just just different. Yeah. Going back to trade deadline, you obviously make this massive trade. You know, some people media is like, oh man, their ceiling went down, and you know they, they changed up the whole makeup of the team. And how did it play out like you thought it would, or better than you thought it would, or any? What's your thoughts now, months removed from that trade? Yeah, you know. It's, it's, it definitely worked how we hoped it would. Yeah. Maybe better than we hoped it would, but it, it, it you know, we're, we're optimistic, so we made we made the trade thinking that it was going to help us. Yeah. Uh, we, didn't, we didn't make the trade thinking that it wasn't, but you never really know, and the fact that it kind of played out how we hoped it would is, is a good thing. You guys liked Spencer Dinwiddie for a while? Yeah, Spencer was a guy, uh, you know, he was a free agent last summer, so he was a guy that we that we looked at, but it's hard with a guy coming off of an ACL. Yeah. What's the, how having a third ball handler creator like Dinwiddie with Brunson and Luca? how's that just changed the offense? It's, it's, I mean, it's been great. You know, it just gives us so much optionality like of, of the lineups that we want to use. Yeah. You know. What about the draft coming up? How's, how's prep for that in the midst of a conference finals? Uh, it's 24 hours in a day, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, you just divide it up. You know, we've been prepping for it. We have an amazing team that's it's, uh, scouted all these players, and so we've been prepping for it all year. So it's not it's not just now that we're prepping for it. Yeah. And so eventually, at some point, we'll be done and we'll continue. But, but you know, I'm watching film every day. Finley's at Chicago right now at the pre-draft camp with the rest of our scouts. So we're, we're, we're prepping for it. Is there anything about this playoff run that – impacts anything about how you approach the draft? I really, I don't think so. I think the thing about where we pick is we're not really in control of our own destiny in terms of like who we want, who we like. It's, it's kind of like we do our work, we know who we like out of the possibilities, yeah. but we don't know who the possibilities are because we're not in control of that. What did you learn from last year's draft? I remember that we talked to you right after that last draft and you're like hey man this is my first time doing a draft it's exciting now it's you know second round at it what do you what did you learn from it i think i think the biggest thing is uh do do your homework early prepare early mm. you know so so come draft day draft week that you're locked into to what you what you want to accomplish yeah and you're not scrambling yep awesome i appreciate it I don't know if you remember, you came on our show a little uh -huh. while ago. Yeah. We were talking about Rudy Gobert and what he was telling you guys on the bench. Mm -hmm. How did that change? How did that relationship between Devin Booker and Chris Paul change between you guys and the, and the bench? Because you guys were going at it at times. We were definitely going at it. Uh, competitors. I mean, Chris still my guy. Uh, he texts me up the game tell, telling me congratulations, stuff like that. So we still in good shape. But, uh, you know, when, when that ball gets rolled up, it ain't no friends no more. We're, going to, we're trying to beat each other. Chris mentioned you by name as, as a player that was, was a good player in the series. That goes yeah. to, to your more than a hype man thing that we were talking about. Literally. I mean, <clears throat> I just try to do whatever I can to help my team. And now we're in a position to go all the way, and so I just want to do everything I can. Uh, what's it like on the bench? A lot of people talk about Draymond Green. He calls out coverages. They say he calls out this. He's the you know, the quarterback on the defense, something like that. What is that like seeing that from, from the bench? What is he calling out? What is he saying to – I mean, he's just – student of the game, man. I mean, you can tell he just, he studies film and try to look at guys' tendencies and stuff like that, so he, he's impressive to watch, but at the same time, you gotta 
we got to make them play too. And, and we, we're going to do what we can to do that. And look, uh, like I said, he could he could win defensive player every year. Literally could. And he does so much for his team, but uh, just good props to guys like that. What's like a thing that he'll call out? Will he say like you know pick and roll left side? Will he say they're they're running this? Or does he know like does he ever call a play and you guys go how does he know he like he's calling our play? I'm gonna be honest, it's not one thing that we could call that the other team don't know at this yeah, point. Right. And the same goes for them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's about stopping it and doing what you're doing what our game plan is. And I think that's the biggest thing, just uh, getting back to what we do and uh, adjusting from game to game. Every game is different. We make five more threes that first half. The game's completely different. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's literally a chess match, and that's what you love about the playoffs. Oh, it's the best with the adjustments and, yeah. and changing things up. Um, they threw a ton of different defensive coverages. They threw zone, they threw some box and one, they threw all these different things. What's your job on the bench? I see Sean Sweeney just like screaming his butt off on the bench. Yeah. What's your guys' job to call those different bats since they're setting so many? Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Just trying to help them out as much as we can. Uh, maybe they're going to see it as quick as we do. And uh, if we see something, we're going to say it. And I think that helps everyone out. And uh, we just... We just go out there and try to do our job as far as being the communicators on the bench. It's better to have a whole team trying to help instead of just five guys and you just watching them try to figure it out on their own. So we'll just keep taking those fines if they and <laughs> see if we can keep moving on. You're costing the, they're costing the franchise more money, but it seems like Cubans are okay yeah, to pay it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's actually ridiculous that we're getting fined for something that's helping the team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, right. We're sitting here, we're not doing nothing talking junk to the fan, nothing like that. We out here trying to help our team win games and we're getting penalized for it. So I guess I guess we got to sit down and on the bench and just sit there and twiddle our thumbs and just stand up and cheer when we score a basket. It's not but, even shut up and dribble, right? Exactly. Really it, literally, it, it's ridiculous. So, but Did they give you any more information, like what it is? That it's, <clears throat> you guys are standing over the line or you guys are no, in the space yeah, where you're not supposed to be? People can't see. Oh. Well, if you pay, you, people say it. that the, those, the worst seats in the AAC are like right behind the, exactly. like right behind where Cubans sit. Matter. It was that was the thing before. The, oh yeah, this even happened. Like where you sit, you don't. Why, why would you want to sit behind the bench anyway? Because at some point they're going to stand up, and it doesn't matter. The best part of the game is at the end of the game, and guys are going to stand up, yeah. so you won't see the game. So it's like, it's whatever. I'm not even worried about it. <laughs> What's it like to have Cuban like in that group with you guys? It almost feels like like they gave him a contract. And he's yeah, like, he's like literally. on the bench. I mean, you just love to have a, a guy like him invested just like us, um, invested in winning, cares about winning, and uh, I think that's that's huge. What the, who uh, does he talk more trash, or do you guys talk? No, nah, no, nah, we talk more trash. <laughs> <laughs> what's a Cuban trash talk like? What's his go-to? He doesn't talk trash. You, you know, it, the main people he talked to is the refs yeah. than anybody. He don't talk to the players at all. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Appreciate Thank it. you. Thank you. Down 0-1. What's your thoughts? Are you thinking about, hey, we were down 0-1 in the first two rounds. We're good? Well, that's what that's what the home court advantage gives you. You know, you're the home team. Like you're supposed to win the, at least the first game. Or, you know, if we get out of here with 1-1, that's going to be great. Overall, we did not play our best game on either side of the floor. Missed a lot of open threes. You know, yeah, we take care of those things, shoot a little bit better uh, right there. How do you view coming out of game one? Do you say, hey, we, we got our shots, we just missed them? Or is it, hey, we got to make some adjustments to some things? Or is it both? A little bit of both. 
uh, one is making shots, the other one is like we still can do a lot better job offensively of even getting more good looks on offense, getting some easier ones maybe in the paint. Yeah. But, and then of course defense and rebounding and uh, just effort getting back because you can't let this team run and shoot transition threes all game. Yeah. How are you feeling? You're, I mean, months into being in Dallas, being a Maverick. Obviously, the trade happened at the deadline, and how's your thoughts now being a Maverick? Well, conference finals so great. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't be I mean, in the conference finals if you're still in Washington, so that's, that's sick. exactly yeah. <laughs> and you know, I wasn't playing there, so just given the opportunity here, getting some minutes in the playoffs, uh, and you know. Especially at the end of the season, winning so many games, it just it just felt great. You know, you kind of fall in love with basketball all over again. Yeah, you've had a couple different stops in the NBA. How does this stop in Dallas compared to the other stop? Uh, you know, I would say it might be. It's hard to say. You know, everyone's gonna be, I get upset if I say one <laughs> no, no, one yeah. place is favorite or another one not. But you know, you know, San Antonio was the first place. I, I loved it. You know the the opportunity to get to play there first and, uh, and then go from there is, is great. And then, you know, here in Dallas, it's kind of similar in in sense of like having to just as an organization, they, they, they're doing a great job. And, uh, and plus the basketball itself is, is, is so organized and uh, easy to understand that, you know, it's, in, that, in that sense, like kind of the time in San Antonio prepared me for this. Yeah. So definitely, like, I've, I've been enjoying it here, loving it here. I love the city and, uh, you know, kind of, I would say Dallas is a, is a, is a mix of both, both worlds. Like, you know, it, it still takes us everything. There's plenty of space, big houses, everything <laughs> at, at the same time as, uh, you know, great restaurants, great food. And, uh, and yeah, the team's been amazing. It's been really easy to kind of readjust and, uh, and get acquainted here. Yeah. How's the Warriors, this Warriors team, this series, different than Phoenix and Utah? Oh, uh, I feel like they're a lot faster. They're uh, they're definitely looking to score early on offense. Uh, you know, they're trying to get the first good look and take it. So, you know, I think if Utah was more one-on-one, pick-and-roll based, you know, Phoenix was similar, and these guys are just running around a lot more, and uh, and you can't even you know, relax any position you can't relax for a second. What's it what's it like game planning against Golden State compared to Phoenix and Utah in the sense of you know they had Gobert in first round, they had obviously DeAndre Ayton last series, they have Kevon Looney in this series, but they like to go smaller. How's it different game plan was? Well, you know, I'm not gonna really say what our game plan is, but <laughs> uh, well of course it's a different team and uh, but still you know Draymond even though if He's not a, you know, a traditional big. He's still a, a guy that's helping a lot. So in, in some way, he's playing similar to the same way like Looney does uh, defensive end. You know, okay, he, he can take care of one-on-ones better himself. But, uh, you know, it's more about just us. Like, that's what we've been focused on uh, for since, since I've been I've been here. You know, that's all we've been focused on. And the same thing in playoffs, you know, we play our way, we play uh, the best of our basketball, and we're always going to put ourselves in a position to win. Yeah, you play with a lot of passion, and 
feels like you're you're always into the game. You know, some players are more even kill and just don't talk much. You seem like you talk and play with it. Well, I think that's just the the theme across across the roster. Like every single guy is on their feet and, uh, and talking off from the bench on the court. You know, that's that's the games that we're struggling with that when that talking and communication drops a little bit. You know, and like we just always got to have that energy and, uh, and you know even on a bad shooting day that can put us in a position to win. That time in the Phoenix series at home, it looked like Booker came over and said something to you. Was it, was that towards you or just towards the bench? And oh, just... that was towards me. <laughs> uh, he he made. I felt like he made a couple of uh, dirty plays and shoves. Uh, you know that. You know I, I hate that stuff. If you're not, you know one thing is playing physical, and the other one thing is just just trying to take some cheap shots. So I told him what I think about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Davis. I appreciate it. Thank no you. Problem. Good luck, man.